Battle Buddies. The postmortem. The postmortem for Battle Buddies Season 2. This may come as a surprise to some of you because we never really mentioned it before. But Season 2's fucking over, man. Yeah. yeah. That shit's in the rearview mirror. We're at the autopsy. <laughs> yeah, we're done. Yeah, but this shit's already... <laughs> we're staring at a wide open dead Season 2 and it is it is gross. Yeah. Uh, hanging out with Mort. There were a lot of people who took apart bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was a very violent arc. Yeah, you guys really lost yourselves there. Yeah, fortunately, we had Richard as our, our, our moral uh, center to keep us on the straight and narrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little gooey center. Yeah, he's watching us uh, dissect this corpse, and he's <laughs> making sure that we're not we're not doing anything weird with it. Um, so yeah, this is the season two mo- post-mortem. Um, we've done this after every other season that we've recorded. Mm-hmm. Where we go back and we, you know, uh, with the with the added benefit of hindsight, we say how much we suck. Yeah, basically look at the mistakes we've made and talk about it. Um, which Jet still being on the show is going to be my first one that I bring up. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'm really gonna phone it in for season three. <laughs> yeah, we pay him so much too. Uh, yeah, it's true. We were really hoping Ryan could take his place, but that the coup didn't go off as planned. Jet is way too canny. Uh, he saw it coming a mile away. Mm. Ryan is dead now, actually. <laughs> yeah, the autopsy we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the autopsy is really a metaphor. We're looking down at Ryan's body after Jet killed him. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. But we can't have Jet get convicted for murder and then sent to jail because then, we, then we'll need to find a new fourth. Yep. So we'll just so. call it season two <laughs> autopsy. <laughs> so that's why season two is over, cause, mostly because Ryan's... Ryan's dead. Uh, although in season three, you might hear a guest performer who sounds a lot like Ryan with his same name. Different person, though. Yeah. So we've got some quick conversation topics that we're going to go through just to talk about. Okay, I guess first we should talk about what it means now that season two is over, right? Yeah. I'm just glad it had a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> Craig's got the key. He's leaving. The whole party. Is, does the key work anymore, though, is the question. We all got that closure we wanted for the character. <laughs> closure insofar as we might be closed off in this alternate reality. <laughs> I, yeah, I have lots of questions about how this goes. It, questions that we might find answers for in season three and might not, you know. <laughs> uh, but anyway, season two is over. Season three is coming up soon. And that's that's where things get a little weird. Uh, what we're going to do is take seasons one and two and move them onto a new podcast, basically uh, a, like a garbage bin, because we don't want to look at this shit anymore. We no looking back, only forward. And this is where season three will live. 
So if you're listening to this, you've got about two weeks before all of this shit is gone. Um, And it's going to live from that point on on a podcast that's tentatively named uh, The Battle Buddies Chronicles, which is our, our sort of archive area. And the reason why we're doing this is because this was our first podcast. We were all new to it. Our sound quality blows. I personally throw up every time I listen to the first handful of episodes of season one because uh, it's that bad. So I can only imagine, and I like me and my friends, so I can only imagine what strangers, how strangers feel about it. So this, this will hopefully be a new, better, easier barrier for entry for our listeners. So tell your friends. Yes, tell them how, how great we are. Or how bad we are, and just yeah. have them listen anyway. Don't mention that, please. Why? No, 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 no. We're... No, give us feedback so we don't have to archive season three, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would like to keep this one. Uh, but So yeah, basically, seasons one and two are going to go in the archive. Season three, we're starting fresh. Same world, and there will be some similar characters, but we're, not, we're going to try as much as possible not to reference any of the old stuff without explaining it. So it'll be at like sort of a soft reboot to the series. And that will be starting in, a, in just a few weeks here. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's the big news for season three. So let's get on to the postmortem for season two. So let's go through and talk about favorite episodes from arcs that we did not run. Uh, Jet, you want to take a, take, take, lead us? Oh off? man, I loved getting fired. <laughs> That was a really <laughs> God, yeah. That was that, good. That was a lot of fun. I honestly like getting out of Craig's footprints and playing Tim was one of my favorite experiences of this whole thing. I think my other favorite episode would be uh Honey Heist, because that just went off the rails. Like hindsight, do you realize why you got fired? Uh <laughs> I, I truly deserved it. Put uh, <laughs> ectoplasm in the punch bowl. That's true. That's that's the majority. I I honestly like as as the person who is GMing there. Like when you guys first started firing him, I was like, oh god, where is this going to end? Um, but I feel like it ended up becoming like an incredibly strong moment, and like I don't know, it, it was really good all around. Nothing against you, Stephen, but it totally saved your arc. That was a real stinker up until <laughs> that point. Yeah. We were we were we were floundering. Well, Stephen, what about you? What was your uh, favorite arc that you didn't it, run? I'm thinking it's one of one of the ones. They were all pretty bad, mostly, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. yeah well, I'm trying kind to find how I feel too. Um, Richard's arc again. And I'm trying to think about probably. I mean, there's of course Bogal becoming a werewolf is great. You know. Um, oh yeah. We all um, team up to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all just kind of let it happen casually. You know. Um, I don't know. I I really liked I liked Richard's arc quite a bit. It was it was very fun and silly, um, and I I feel like we all just had fun playing around in our characters again. Did you love the town and like the policies they had? Oh yeah, I it was it was it was fantastic. Just like playing a game of One Night Werewolf. Oh, yeah. I, I did love having all the fucking little demons running around. That was that was a good time. It, I felt like was uh, Richard really kind of just let us off the hook, you know, and we, we got away with a lot. Well, he did a great job, like, actually building a decent enough setting to where we could comfortably go off the rails. 
Like, if you guys were to do that in my arc, I'd have to make shit up on the fly because you know I don't have that prepared. <laughs> it was it was like reasonably contained enough, like, and there was there was a clear goal from the beginning, and so we were able to just like kind of spin, and and uh, you know, steal the hat from a cowboy knight. <laughs> planning that i was just like oh yeah they're gonna go to the mayor's place first off like you know that's where they're told to go <laughs> immediately you guys don't go there go to the bar you burn down the mayor's place. <laughs> i was like all right well we're gonna have to deviate a little bit yeah but you had that bar prepared was margarita bill always margarita bill or did you decide that in the moment oh no that was prepared <laughs> margaritas margaritas and what was what was your favorite episode or arc or whatever oh page jumpers for sure from jet's arc on page jumpers crag manor that one was so long ago yeah it almost feels like season one i feel i feel like i nearly (laughs) forgot it Uh, i forgot that episode (laughs) we could just run through the whole plot here really quick just to refresh your your mind here let me help you with it a spooky Dracula, Baron von Blood. Yeah, and then uh, Gruff Grunderman was there. And the twig. Ah, yes. I did I did love those characters. They were a lot and of... And then Jet's crack voice for every character. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Oh. Oh, the that, softy that... boys. <laughs> yes. Like, that one just had so many good jokes. And really what I was not... Exp- like... I thought I knew where that arc was going, but then page jumpers happened. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, we're in for a ride. <laughs> yeah, Jet did describe that arc as like a, when he when he tried to sell us on the idea, he was like, oh, yeah, we got a murder mystery. That wasn't a murder mystery. That wasn't even remotely a murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, there was a murder. <laughs> that was more like the movie Fugitive, only at the end Harrison Ford Harrison Ford fights a devil and then gets arrested anyway. It was a murder and a mystery, but <laughs> it was not an archetypical murder mystery. Yeah. It's the fire guy uh, who burned it. <laughs> who that was a good one. Um, well, I mean, the only arc left for me to point out is my favorite is my own, mm-hmm. and I'm not allowed to do that. You could do Ryan's, or you could do. Oh, but Ryan's wasn't my favorite. Well, you could also <laughs> do. My favorite Steve's. part about Ryan's arc was when we killed him at the end. <laughs> Oh yeah, that was good. When we betrayed him. No, I liked. I love playing Zazzle a lot, um, but I really liked Baron von Blood and Victor so much. They were such fun characters to play, and that was a fun setting to play them in. And Jet did a really good job. You all did a really good job playing against me, and Jet letting me be a fucking Pokemon trainer. <laughs> That's yeah. that was good. I really yeah. liked how that happened in the final fight, like. You just were like, can I do this? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> but also Chester. Chester was Miriam. Great. Steven's world was so well built out. And we only scratched the surface of it. Just totally wasting all the hard work he put into it. It's true. There was a lot you guys didn't go anywhere near. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The werewolf one was really fun, too. I really liked playing Montblanc Monsieurs. Yeah, I got to play a lot of fun characters this time. And that's really kind of my favorite part about our show and role-playing with you guys is getting to role-play different weird characters and different scenarios. So strong, strong arc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like a little nervous branching out from that, especially even trying out new game mechanics too, like Blaze in the Dark. But then I ended up having 
Because Don wasn't the most developed character. <laughs> what, no. <laughs> but that Miriam, Miriam, so deep, so lots of depth. Yeah, tell us how you came up with Miriam. How did you guys come up with your characters? Characters. <laughs> yeah, I watched. I watched The Departed. <laughs> uh, and I yeah. thought, what if Leo was a shark? <laughs> Blades in the dark and Boston accents just go hand in hand. Uh, I can't help it. I like the game. Blades in the dark. Blades in the dark. How'd you guys come with your characters? Come on. Mm, for well, I only really played one character outside of Crag. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same here. And I just remember we had Tim's, <laughs> um, and I wanted to be a necromancer. And then first opportunity, I wanted to quit party planning. So that's how yeah. Necro Tim became a. <laughs> Summer intern. For some context, we all got together and prepared for Steven's arc, and I'd all agreed beforehand that we were going to be a group of party players. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so it came as a bit of it came as a bit of a surprise when we jump into the world, and Jet's like, "I'm not a fucking party planner. I'm the only guy in Jamboree who hates party." <laughs> it was it was such a big thing when we decided it that I essentially had to change the trajectory of the entire arc to accommodate for the fact that they are party planners and not normal criminals. <laughs> But you, but you only had to tweak it a little bit. Uh, yeah, but I, I got to use quite a bit of the stuff still. What about uh, what about Steven? Um, me, the only I guess the yeah the only character I made was Twig. I don't know. I just I wanted to play an old lady turtle. It sounded like a lot of fun. That's very specific. Turtles are cool. I like turtles, and that's pretty much pretty much this sums it all up. I mean, what's not to like about a turtle person? I had a very solid voice for that one too. Yeah, Twig was great. Yeah, that's that's a very very low amount of effort for <laughs> developing such a strong character. Was that was the turtle inspired from the D and D races, or were you just like, I want to be a turtle? No, that's uh, a D and D race. It it, it is a D and D race. I don't remember if I saw the race first or if I wanted to be a turtle person first. So I can't entirely answer. But you know. It could have happened either way. Yeah, we definitely played pretty fast and loose with the races. I chose a shark person because, not that Steven said shark people are part of his background, but, <laughs> but the one character who was like introduced as an antagonist, the book hall, partly. Uh, God, what was his name? Gene. 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 He was a shark, a hammerhead shark. And I was like, well, if we're going to like Steven's Bogal's backstory world i could just be some other shark person uh as far as the voice uh yeah i just <laughs> went with boston and then well it started with jabberjaw oh he was a jabberjaw that's right <laughs> and then i kept failing at doing jabberjaw impressions and then it veered off <laughs> wildly but you just gotta go where the voice lands mm. naturally <laughs> Yeah, 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 I think so. You don't want to force it. That that makes for a miserable playing experience. It never lasts. Uh, what about what about Gruff? Yeah, because Jet said we were being in this party atmosphere, giant murder mystery. Everyone is stoked about the murder mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, thrilled to follow clues. <laughs> I read so many softy boy books before. Took some online detective courses. Yeah, and then. Because it didn't happen, I was like, oh, I'll do a murder mystery. Oh, shit, you really did do a murder mystery, like a proper one. <laughs> <laughs> I never put that together. 
Yeah, it was like a party atmosphere. I was like, oh, playing a butler would be fun. So, And I, I think I just chose... He was human. I don't know, just some take orders butler who takes his job really seriously. So just like really playing that over the top. Like it's do or die butler. And he's Russian. And Russian, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I find it easier almost to let the voice dictate the personality. Like... I came up with Baron von Blood and Victor because I can do a good a good vampire voice. Have you guys seen Hotel Transylvania? <laughs> yes, because we watched. Now, all well, Jet has because we watched all three of them last time I saw them. But have the rest of you seen Hotel Transylvania? <laughs> no. Uh, Adam Sandler does the voice of fucking Dracula, and it's the worst Dracula <laughs> accent ever. Yeah. It's very, very bad. They literally have two other people in the first movie who do Dracula impersonations better than the guy playing fucking Dracula. Why would they do that? So you're saying we should do Adam Sandler voices for a character. <laughs> no. <laughs> Popeye's chicken's fucking awesome. I'm saying we should redub the entire movie with a person who can actually do a Dracula voice. Um, but that's that's how I decided... Well, that's part of how I decided on Baron Von Blood. Another part of it was I liked the idea of playing a... Jet said he was doing a murder mystery. Mm-hmm. I wanted to play a character who everyone would think was the murderer. <laughs> I wanted to look like a murderer. I wanted to sound like a murderer. I wanted to have a really evil, murderous-sounding name, and I wanted to say spooky things just to sort of like... I really wanted to draw the murder attention on me, but also be just like a genuinely kind and decent person. Yeah, we we did eventually get accused, so it's fair, you know? It kind of worked out. Yeah, but that was going to happen anyway. <laughs> and uh, then for Chester, I I guess I thought about someone who'd party, and I came up with Chester Cheetah. <laughs> you came up with Chester Cheetah? <laughs> <laughs> I came up with Chester Cheetah. And it turns out there was already a Chester Cheetah. I, totally unbeknownst to me. Mm-hmm. I think mine's a more interesting and powerful character. <laughs> Certainly better developed. Yeah, I, th- I think so. What's Chester's backstory? Like, he likes cheese. Yeah, he's never shanked anyone at a battle of the bands. <laughs> we also had our characters from Blazers and Feelings slash Honey Heist. Oh, right. Oh, shit, you did. Well, we kind of came up with those on the spot. Yeah. They heard us come up with those. Yeah, that's fair. They, they made us come up with those. I mean, I love. I I was a big fan of being a robot named Insurance. Uh, it, was, it was fantastic. I enjoyed Dude, being that. a bear named Steven was pretty good, too. <laughs> <laughs> I remember forgetting that I named my bear Steven at one point. Uh, that was powerful. You guys did a great job developing characters right on the spot. So what what do you guys feel like... Because the reason why we did season two in this format, where we all just sort of told our own mostly disconnected stories, was from things we learned playing season one, where we just played this long interconnected story, and then we kind of decided to go in the opposite direction. So what what are any takeaways from this season like what did you learn what would you like to do what do you feel like you could do better for next season or what do you think feel like you've done well and you would like to continue to do going into season three so i feel like there needs to be some amount of connectedness with the next set it did just feel like we were doing a bunch of random shit that didn't really yeah i can see 
I can see for our listeners especially, this episode here might feel like it kind of came out of the blue because there was no clear end to the season. It was just like, oh, it's over now. I also feel like things I've learned from you guys that I want to incorporate. I'm I'm a very mechanical DM. Like, I come up with mechanics and then just run you through these boxes. And I feel like more and more you guys have impressed me with how much you actually flush out your your worlds. And I feel like that's something I want to improve upon um, and work towards getting better at. That, I think, is my biggest weakness as a DM is just... Really not flushing out the worlds or the environment as strongly as you guys do. Yeah, I had to look up what a Parcheesi board was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's true. Uh, I do. I love your puzzle boxes. Like, they're tons of fun. But, yeah, it, it's, it's fair. I definitely put almost too much work into my world. And then you guys were like, oh, we're going to plan parties. And we're going to hang out on this one island. And, uh. So I don't know, I'll I probably have to balance it between planning less, planning more specifically to, I guess, what, what we're actually going to do in the party and what the arc will actually be, which if, if we're reconnecting things, I think hopefully should be a bit easier for me. Yeah, totally. It's not like you're not willing to go with the flow too, man. Mm-hmm. We introduce characters in your arc all the time. <laughs> and even just concepts in your arc. We're like, yeah, we got 12 safe houses. And you're like, all right. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you, Richard? Or are you perfect? Everything was already figured out. Um, mine's still the fighting kind of thing mechanics, and I learned from like last time too, which uh, always kind of keeping it uh, entertaining kind of thing, keeping it short. Uh, what I'm gonna stop doing that as I've listened, like a lot of mine involve chasing after someone. <laughs> <laughs> and not that that's bad but i just would avoid it next time just because it'd be like well that's three arcs richard has someone chasing after someone or, in a fight. or you can you can make it a running gag and have a man in every episode go follow that man <laughs> <laughs> i've been wrong we can go back and edit that in <laughs> it could be like yeah the the end of every episode is some random dude walking up and being like hold on follow <laughs> chase that man i think i had the resort to it though because what i learned was balancing a murder mystery is freaking hard and i could probably abuse being the dm a bit more to get out of a situation i don't know but sometimes you just gotta let it play and sometimes it is like i just have to run and get out because they're about to solve this right now (laughs) but um oh and another one that i've heard uh let's see having more like actual consequences for failed roles, I'd say. Um, like a little bit more. So the roles just have a little bit more meaning to them or, or getting better at, as a DM of deciding what a role is. Like, I think Steven rolled pretty badly on a couple of his like investigation checks. <laughs> and I could have just played with like a better concept of, he was so obsessed with, obsessed with that mayor like hindsight i would have for his bad roles instead of like oh the guards just point him in the right direction i would have just had him like go to the mayor's place and be completely thinking he's on the right track and that's the consequence for his bad role kind of thing that's that's a tough balance to strike man because in the end of the day we're 
not playing D and D. We're telling a story. Yeah, you know. Yeah. What I was gonna say is, is I feel like that's one of the things that having having played Blades in the Dark in particular, that's a system that really front loads that concept of like failed rolls should hurt, and good rolls should be good. And then there's this kind of like middle zone where bad things still happen, and there's a constant tension. Whereas D and D, you know, rules is written can have a very much like. Oh, you failed that roll. Nothing happens. Uh, you're just, you're just gonna stare at this thing for a while longer. That is right because every time I had to roll in your campaign, I was fucking scared. Yes, <laughs> I was scared. And in D and I'm not scared. I'm like, things are probably gonna go okay. <laughs> Those games, as far as like being a GM in them, is especially, you kind of have to prepare for the ability to introduce trouble at any point. Um, for that reason. You don't know that there's going to be a guard around the corner until somebody rolls badly and you need a guard around the corner. Maybe you do know, like, like it's not necessarily that way, but that's that's how that game kind of mechanically works. And, and D&D, depending on who's, who's running it and how it's being played, doesn't necessarily operate in that way. Yeah, but also at the same time, I do think you're just really imaginative when it comes... You know, to ways to punish people. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry that forward definitely. Is is like if you guys if you guys God. roll bad, suddenly there's gonna be someone, uh, another another person entering the uh, bathroom that you guys are trying to knock a person out in. You know. Oh yeah, so my big gosh. news for season three. Steven doesn't have a campaign. It's, He's not doing one. It's season. it's stuff like that that like I don't know it, it it to me it almost always added to the fun is to introduce a new challenge of, of someone else walking in those guards grabbing onto Miriam as he burst out the window and that sort of stuff. It didn't work out well for them. <laughs> That's how Miriam got into man flesh again. <laughs> yeah. And even to the fact we were at one off arcs, like I felt like I didn't have the plot armor kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, this yeah. character could well, die. After, <laughs> after you had one of your characters, snuffed out i can see why you would <laughs> your first fucking character in season two man i got i got a line real quick <laughs> yeah You're too arrogant too big for your britches i know how this works that is something i hope to still i like i like having the threat of major consequences like i'm sure you do you sadistic fuck <laughs> you intentionally killed gruff man well i didn't intentionally kill gruff he could have oh. solved that problem. He just chose to burn to death. You chose to have him burn to death. True. <laughs> this this will be settled at the court of public opinion, man. <laughs> we'll we'll settle this in season three. I did I did have time to think about that more because we talked about it recently, <laughs> and I realized I was wasting my second uh, bonus action not putting it out. But at the same time, I did not realize the damage would get exponential because, like, all of a sudden it was like, oh, yeah, you take 60 damage. I was like, oh, shit. Well, I, so it was just adding a dice every time. And a couple of times I rode low. Just, and just then it, adding a little dice every time. It was just one more stab <laughs> to the throat every time. Yep. Uh, no. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with Jet's fundamental point that, like, playing, playing these role-playing games... Um, where the main heroes are never in danger or can't die kind of takes the fun out of it for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I like a game where failure is an option, um, where maybe the, the, the quote unquote heroes don't get what they want. Um, 
that that sort of stuff is always more interesting to me. I 100% agree with that. We're gonna, we're about to get into a philosophical debate here. I 100% <laughs> agree with that. But again, this goes back to like striking a balance between like playing a game and telling a story. When you watch like a show, does SpongeBob die? Does he burn to death at any point in his show? And I'm not saying that Jet was in the wrong for killing Gruff. Uh, <laughs> Because it, it was a one-off story, whatever. But if you do have like a character that you are that you're trying to tell a story with, and you want to see through, like if you guys fucking killed Zazzle, I would have been pissed. <laughs> we did. I would have yeah, been yeah. really I'm, pissed. It, it's absolutely a conversation, you know, and yeah. and is should be a conversation between you know the player and the GM as far as like, okay, is your character really going to commit in this way? Your character, yeah. for instance, in, in the gruff situation, like I feel like Jet could have explained to him and said, hey, you know that this is getting hotter. Uh, yeah. Are you sure you don't want to try and put this out? It, just as a small thing, but, you know. I, I think I said stuff like the flames intensify or something like that. Yeah. But oh, that yes. could mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're about to go out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, I that, honestly, that was fun for me. Like, like it was just like oh shit I actually did die and I'm even my character eventually was like don't bring me back <laughs> I keep taking sixty damage <laughs> plus it gives us the opportunity to turn him into a Frankenstein I mean don't come on. don't spoil anything Steven. <laughs> the, uh, I will say it's funny about main characters dying because in Cody's arc where Crag dies multiple times solving yeah. the puzzle <laughs> oh, yeah oh yeah well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, I was like, "God damn it! Well, let's try this again." Choose the wrong door, and you. <laughs> yeah, what I've learned from season two, like what what Jet said, there's got to be some sort of through line. I think that's a big, big takeaway. We kind of like overcorrected too far in the opposite direction from having a continual story to where this season is can sort of feel like a bunch of filler not but it's like really good filler in my opinion like it's good stories and everything like that but you don't there's no like climax to the end of the season at least insofar as we're thinking about seasons the the way you traditionally think about a season where like when a season ends that's at like after the climax of a story or climax and resolution of a story so we're on a cliffhanger yeah uh i guess (laughs) Because season season two just kind of starts and then it just kind of ends, and they're they're all fun self contained individual stories that have their own climaxes, lots of climaxing in this season, <laughs> uh, their own resolutions, but there's no like there's nothing that connects them all, and that's something that we want to bring into season three, even if it's like a tenuous sort of loose connection. Um, that's something that's important for me to follow through with. I would like to say that I will become a better DM. And do more things like Steven and Richard do. But I said that last time too, and it didn't happen. So I'm not making any promises. I honestly think you improved a fair amount with your... Uh... Oh, so I was pretty bad before then, Jet? Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, in terms of DMing, what I learned... You guys do a lot of really great stuff. I learned to maybe try to do a better job of like... Sticking to a character's character voice. 
Holy shit. I don't know, Stephen or Richard, how you guys do it. You guys just jump in and out. You just you fucking skin jumpers. You're just one person than another. You goddamn chameleon people all or something. I, all I got to do is just make them all the same voice. Jet Jet's found <laughs> the secret. <laughs> Jet's found something that works. I, well, I, I was going to say a lot of mine ended up being variations of Mondin. Um. A lot of your, yeah, a lot of <laughs> Bostonians, which is totally fine. Uh, it makes for a consistent setting when they're, it's like, yeah, this is just C Boston, basically. <laughs> okay, Stephen mentioned uh, keeping the DM on their toes. What did the players do that you did not expect? You guys told me, or I don't know, we all agreed that I wouldn't listen to what you guys are going to plan <laughs> during the the big uh oh yeah courthouse or the the the, cer- oh. the church ceremony where they're going to do the final vote and you guys had this intricate plan and i wasn't supposed to listen so i went away and then i came back and you guys had zazzle dress up as a werewolf and crash through the window <laughs> <laughs> but that was so like i had to be on my toes cuz the whole time i was on edge i was like i have no idea what they have up their sleeve like <laughs> That actually is amazing. <laughs> I did. I never thought about that uh, from your perspective. That's really funny. <laughs> I I I feel like I could just say almost all of my arc. You guys were keeping me on my toes. There is uh, significant portions of that which were made up on the fly uh, because you guys said you wanted to go to a place that I had never thought of before. Like every every downtime, there was like something with it. Uh, the, 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 the 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 main moment was really. Uh, what Jet mentioned earlier, which was firing Tim, which just kind of like spiraled into this larger thing very quickly. Which is funny because if you go back and listen to your arc, we do joke about firing him <laughs> in episode one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's a thing that honestly it's we I should have seen coming from a mile away. <laughs> but when you guys actually fired him in that recording, I was like, oh god. Now we gotta do a like split the party. <laughs> what are we when gonna do? When it just do got next? weirdly serious for a moment. Uh, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that ended up in me being like, okay, now I have to record this thing with just Jet, so that I get this this weird setting. Um, that was that's probably the biggest thing. But yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff in my arc. I love how you. I'm not. You built such a setting that we got to make jokes about why that was a bad decision. And we're like, oh crap, he's <laughs> friends with Juan the assassin. <laughs> We gotta get yeah. Tim back. <laughs> that was really funny. Uh, Jed, how about you, man? Oh, it's been so long since my arc, but there was a part in actually Page Jumpers where I was just not prepared for what you guys were doing and completely skipped past something that we actually even had to roll it back. That, I think, was probably the moment that I was most thrown off i'm trying to think of other instances wait what was the moment though i'm trying to remember the moment like i can't it's there, been a long time i'm i'm confident you didn't expect steven to go talk to the guy who made his spear <laughs> or gruff going to the end of the book or gruff going to the end of the book steven he no like, oh no yeah the clock the clock moment was oh, like <laughs> cody just solved it immediately yeah when, i felt like you handled that really well though because you were just kind of like well you guys solved the puzzle <laughs> Off to I off to IKEA. Uh, that was definitely the most unexpected. I think you set yourself up for a lot of like weird character stuff in that. Because you gave us free reign of going wherever the fuck you wanted inside of a story. Yeah. 
so like Steven goes and talks to the guy who made the spear. Like so you had to be on your toes for all of it and come up with like, oh I gotta come with the blacksmith who made the spear. <laughs> and that conversation was hilarious because he's like, come back later. It's like, what I'm here now. <laughs> this is the part in the book where we talk. Uh, yeah, that that was pretty fun. I honestly that was probably one of my favorite things I did. My my arc was so short. I I really liked that mechanic and made in a non-podcast-related form, pursue kind of a page-jumper-style entire arc. Oh, please do. Quantum leap. Basically. Anyway, so you all answered? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's yours? Uh, my turn. Uh, can you, do you guys remember anything that caught me off guard? Uh, no, I was trying to, yeah, thinking about your arc as well. Um, my arc, the way I DM, especially this last arc that I did, I keep you guys pretty firmly on rails. Yeah, the, the, it's a pretty linear arc, by and large. You, you kind of do a good job of shuffling us around mm-hmm. and like locking us out of places we just came from and being like, oh, those you doors guys, are shut. You guys try to do things, and then I don't let you. I'm a little controlling as a DM, so I'm not sure how much of what you did caught me off guard. Uh, was it Craig willing to kill himself and that, like choose I, the wrong answer? Yeah, but I like that. <laughs> uh yeah i i think again this kind of goes back to like cody's the one who keeps the rest of us on our toes so much so when he's the gm you know the rest of us need to we need to step up our game i think it's inverse yeah, yeah you guys could really push the envelope a bit but also i really am kind of a douchebag dm because you guys definitely try to go off the rails and i'm like no 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 <laughs> Uh-uh. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to remember what we tried to do. Well, I mean, like finding the plant per creature, for instance. It's like Jet's trying to do things, and I'm like, no, nope, uh, that's not yeah. the proper order. Yeah. <laughs> I have the lady yelling down, like, no, you idiots, do something different. Uh, I I thought you said the gardening outfits had some special property that you had to scrap. Oh, there was that. Yeah, but it wasn't that big of a deal. I guess mostly, yeah, if anything caught me off guard, it's Jet's stubbornness. Yeah. <laughs> that's expected. Well, that's ex- that. Well, I should expect it. <laughs> We're all be like, okay, you guys are all going to do this. And Jet's like, no. <laughs> so Jet, Jet is very much the same way as a player character as I am as a DM. Because he'll be like, no. And I'll be like, no, you do that. And he'll be like, no, I don't want to. And then we'll be like, fine. <laughs> I think I did... One stubborn thing, and I didn't use the musical ghost instrument. Yeah, but you used the flesh one. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, the flesh yes. instrument. I feel like I feel like Cody caught us off guard with his own arc more than we caught him off guard. Um, okay, let's let's end the questioning with favorite character from the arc. So that's everything, even the one-offs, whatever. Favorite character, not necessarily that you played, but. No, 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 no. Let's do that you didn't play. Favorite character that you did not play. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go and look at all the pictures that you did. That's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna think about this. Was it DJ Dog Ears? I Butcher saw, of Dogs. I saw DJ Dog Ears. <laughs> I can't. I can't say him though because he's technically my character. Yeah, but we all made him the Butcher of Dogs together <laughs> as the GM of that arc. Uh, I I really fucking like Glabrazoo. Glabrazoo's pretty good. Pretty great. Definitely best character of Ryan's arc. I like yeah. Baron Von Blood. I just like quoting him. It's always... I can just do it in any context where he's like, Baron Von Blood is single and ready to mingle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Victor. 
<laughs> I think my favorite character was the Cowboy Knight, but specifically in in Richard's arc, he kind of he he kind of changes a lot in the second arc, and I don't know how much I like him anymore. But when he's just a knight with a cowboy hat, man, <laughs> that's a cool character right there. I mean, you don't have to like him anymore because he's a corpse. It's <laughs> true. Yeah, maybe that's a lesson learned on arcs is you don't have to make it that continuous where it's like, I know they rode off in golden jet skis, but... <laughs> just just let the side characters go to the... Just let them fade into the side, you know? <laughs> okay, yeah, maybe I was not as a DM caught off guard, but when Ryan decided to keep all the side characters, I was, I was like, like, what? Whoa. <laughs> Uh-oh. Also, Mondin. Mondin's really high on my list of dudes. Mm. Yeah. Mondin's I love Mondin. Mondin is great. Yeah. Mondin's a very, very good character. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah, a lot of the characters from your arc were really good. Zan, anybody? Come on, oh, fucking Zan. Yeah. Oh, man. That time we convinced the, uh, like, gardener or whatever his name was, construction worker, to that he kills a guy. <laughs> that was good, but, like... What about when Zan took apart fucking Montana? Uh, uh, robot, yeah. yeah. I might change my answer. That was my favorite moment because <laughs> that was freaking hilarious. Okay, my, of, of the of my arc, Montana was my favorite character that I made ahead of time. Zan was definitely the favorite character that I fell into. <laughs> uh, he was very good. I'm trying to think of anyone else. I liked Garth. Mostly, oh, yeah, there's Garth. one line in particular that really made me like Garth. Where Bogal is talking to Garth, mm -hmm. and Bogal is like, "Does werewolfism transfer with madness?" And Garth's like, "What are you implying?" <laughs> I love that talking line. Gets to my Garth. shit every time. <laughs> oh, Garth! I like how you guys are making fun of all the names. Like, oh, I got Jimmy Buffett, Garth. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So. We're going to spend just another minute or two sort of talking about the transition into season three. As we said in the beginning, this podcast will become season three. And all of these episodes will go to a new podcast, most likely called The Battle Buddies Chronicles. Do-do-do. Season three will still be this gang with maybe the occasional guest player or DM with some sort of through line, either like in the foreground or the background, something that keeps everything sort of at least loosely connected to where in the end of the uh, season, there should be like a, a whole wrap up to everything that we were building to. Um, I will be starting it off and trying to do my best as a DM. Everyone's going to be playing new characters, and oh, it's I'm gonna, so excited! It gets excited to finally play a character that is not universally hated. Um, we don't know uh, that yet, and someone we can be friends with. Yeah, basically, that's all you need to know right now. Uh, for fans of the show, you will definitely see a lot of characters that have been introduced already. Pretty much everything, everyone's coming together. You're going to see a lot of background characters, foreground characters, a lot of fan favorites. The original Battle Buddies are still going to be somewhat involved if not directly indirectly and so um and just this this is uh this is the big this will be the subtitle of the season battle buddy season three 
The one where Craig dies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wait, uh, no. Wait, hold on. <laughs> who knows when? Who knows where? Maybe off camera? I don't know. I do. I, don't I, know. I just got to say one thing I like about season two, despite how uh, disjointed it may be, um, is that it's all real spooky. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's got a yeah. deep Halloween October <laughs> vibe to the entire season. It, and it really does. And I, I I just gotta say that I love it. Uh yeah, we got we got Jet's mansion, which was a murder mystery party where mm-hmm. we had a Dracula and fought a demon. Mm-hmm. Spooky. We had my haunted mansion. Ghost. Spooky. Ghost <laughs> and shit, ghost hunting weapons. We had Steven's arc, which was littered with ghosts, rife, rife with ghosts. Mm-hmm. All my Spooky. fault. <laughs> well, also the setting. Yeah, the setting. Yeah. Then we had werewolves. Werewolves. Spooky. Spooky. May- Spooky. And then finally, mayors. Mayors. Mayors <laughs> hardly get spookier than that. The yeah. spookiest of all uh, yeah. things. The Vanna creatures, I guess, were pretty spooky. Yeah. We had a, we had a spooky thing going. The nightmare was definitely like some sort of lich or something. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Maybe we help. did have a through line. <laughs> Suck yeah, it. There you go. Never mind. Scrap everything we said. Season three is going to be a total fucking wild card, baby. Here we go. We did it. You saw it. You saw it all coming. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. For those of you who did, thanks. Bye, Bye. forever. Bye. Look forward to season three, which will be out soon. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad's mom, tell your dad's, tell tell your dad's mom. Mm -hmm. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Just them, just them though. No dads. No dads.